0: This is why I'm
1: hot.
0: This is why I'm hot. This is why this is why this is why I'm hot. This is why I'm hot. This is why I'm hot. This is why
1: this is why, this is why this is why I'm hot. I'm hot cuz I'm fly. Welcome back to the Fantasy Hot Read. I'm Adam. Joined tonight by Dominic Petrillo, one of our uh, superstar writers, lead fantasy writer over at fantasyhotread.com. Dom, what is going on, my man?
0: Not too much, you know. Could have been better with the Saints losing, but you know, all in all is a pretty good day.
1: All right, so we talked about this off-air. We're not going to get into it a ton. Egregious pass interference doesn't get called. And my main point would be that I, and we talked about it, I think that there should be a functioning rule similar to the challenge of plays rule. Like, you should get two challenges a game to challenge penalties. And if they both end up right, you get a third. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I think you could do that, or you could put it into the Replay where you get, you know, two challenges of either a replay or a penalty and just yeah. encompass it all in one.
1: Yeah. I just, you know, I, I'm trying to give him something to work with it. So, um, some big games we saw Patriots win uh, on just it's crazy, honestly. I thought that he threw a pick, then I thought Gronk's last play was going to be tipping a ball up to end the Patriots season. Um, Patriots squeak one out in overtime, go down, get the touchdown. Uh, Rex Burkhead carrying the mail and Gronk coming to life a little bit and what could be his last, uh, you know, his last divisional championship if he chooses to retire at the end of the season. Um, And then we watched Rams and Saints, and yeah, like I said, Rams edged that one out too. So we got a a great Super Bowl coming up. If you listened and played Damian Williams today, you made some money. Dom, two things we're going to do tonight, my friend. Number one, we're going to go through and talk about uh, early players that we're targeting, like guys that are we're looking to have on teams next year and obviously this change of the course of the off season but these are our guys that right off the bat we want to kind of get our claws into we think that we'll have some real upside next year and we've got everybody uh for the most part from the site again fantasyhotread.com that has weighed in on this and then the second one you and I are going to go through and we're going to speed through a little two-round mock draft my friend uh how do you what do you think sounds like a plan sounds like a good idea all right, so I'm going to give you the quarterbacks. I'm going to list all six that we have listed here, you now from our six writers, um, pseudo writer I suppose with me, but uh, and then I want you to just react. You know, give me your thoughts. So we've got Baker Mayfield, Mitch Trubisky, Russell Wilson, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jameis Winston, and Carson Wentz, and we'll each pick one to talk about.
0: Well, I actually love the. Baker Mayfield call I do think he's gonna be able to do a lot more next year now they has Freddie Kitchens there Uh, he has the you know the new offense coordinator there that they got from Tampa Bay I think they obviously passed the ball a lot in Tampa Bay with Jameis Winston last year I think they're gonna do the same thing obviously they have Nick Chubb there which is a lot better than Ronald Jones was in Tampa Bay last year but I just think that Mayfield could have a second year breakout much like you know a Jared Goff did last year yeah, i just i see him doing really good things for cleveland i can see them getting the playoffs behind him next year
1: all right i like it um i'm gonna say that looking at it i i know i'm not a fan of the carson wentz pick based on my expected price and I, i'm gonna guess you could get Jameis winston you know eight quarterbacks later you know six quarterbacks later and i would much rather have winston but you know, these are all some guys. We've seen Carson Wentz being MVP, so these are all guys to take a look at. Again, Mayfield, Trubisky, Wilson, Garoppolo, Winston, and Wentz. Running backs early on, my friend. Carry on Johnson, Marlon Mack times two. Two of our writers picked Marlon Mack. Royce Freeman, Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, and Dalvin Cook. And I know that was seven people with the Marlon Mack times two, but I cheated and wrote two. Deal with it.
0: Yeah, my guess is that uh, Ferris probably had Delvin Cook in there to hope that he comes back from his number one ranking that he had him this year. you know. But uh, I actually like carry on Johnson. I was carrying his torch before this year, and I, I loved him coming into this year. I know he got injured at the end of the year, but he really did bring a running game back to Detroit, and I just think that it's a great call to have him next year. He's going to be uh, lower than a lot of these other running backs that we – had on this list so you can probably get him later than the other ones which I also love being with that value and I just think that was Stafford I think this wasn't a bad year for Stafford I mean it was but I just think he's on the decline I don't think it was just a you know an admiration this year so I think they're going to start running the ball more and it's going to be the carry on Johnson show coming forward to next year and I think by the end of next year you could see him going into the third or fourth round of fantasy drafts going into 2020
1: yeah carry on Johnson Uh, could end up being a really good pick, Darryl Bevel. You know, we know that he doesn't like to throw the ball, so they're going to grind it out there. Um, The two that stick out to me, uh, younger guys, uh, Marlon Mack, I I think could, assuming Le'Veon Bell doesn't land there, I think Marlon Mack could be a stud in that offense as they get one year better. Um, You know, that team plays together one more year. That offense, especially down the stretch, he was really, really good. The one that's not on this list that I think we want to point out especially for redraft purposes would be Darius Geis. We see all the videos and who knows what that means, but he's training, he's running, he's lifting Darius Geis heading into this year. I mean, I believe for the most part, we, everybody loved him and he looked explosive even for that short bit of time. Like somebody who could be an RB one uh, Darius Geis, I, I think is probably going to turn some heads next year and uh, make people regret they didn't draft him earlier.
0: Yeah. I don't know about Darius Geis. I've never been a fan of LSU, you know, quarterbacks or running backs, and he's just the latest in the line that comes into the league and doesn't really do much, whether it be – you know, I know people still like Leonard Fournette because he's young and talented, but you have you know the quarterbacks. You don't only really have anybody there. The only person that have come in and actually done anything are Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham. So I'm not a big guys fan, and especially next year I don't like him. 2020, I think I would really like him, but next year I'm not his biggest fan just because I think it takes. Everybody says oh you can come back from the ACL the next year, but it never works out that way. Whether it be Carson Wentz and Allen Robinson this year, or in years past with other players, I just I think it takes two years to come back. So I see him more as a if you want to add him in dynasty this coming year I think that's great but I see him more as a great projection for 2020
1: so we'll already put a bet on the board for next year would you rather have Kenyon Drake or Darius Geis
0: (laughs) well you know I'm not a Drake fan but I think honestly for next year I'd rather have Drake
1: all right Jordan Howard or Darius Geis
0: Uh, I don't know where Jordan Howard's gonna be I said earlier in the year I don't think he's gonna be in Chicago but I would rather have Jordan Howard
1: all right headed to a new team likely Tevin Coleman or Darius Geis?
0: Uh, that's pretty close for me because I'm not a big Tevin Coleman fan either, but I do think that he'll probably end up in a good situation because he's going to get to choose his situation, so I would say Coleman.
1: All right, it's a sweet man. I'll take Geis over all three. All right, that's it. That, that's how confident I am, my friend. Uh, wide receivers, Chris Godwin, Mike Williams, Rashad Higgins, Juju Smith-Schuster, and James Washington, Tyler Lockett.
0: Well, I'm going to pick the one that I actually chose here. I I love James Washington next year. I know everybody's going to be in love with Juju Nasusta. He'll probably go at the end of the first round, possibly the beginning of the second round, and he'll probably go there in our mock draft as well. But I just think that James Washington is going to take that step up. He's either, at worst, he's going to take the Martavius Bryant role where he gets, you know, has a fifteen to twenty percent touchdown the ratio. Uh you know, at best he's gonna be the wide receiver two and take over that Juju Smith Schuster role that Juju had this year as Juju takes over the Antonio Brown role, considering he's probably not gonna be there. You know, there's a ninety nine percent chance that Antonio Brown's off the team. So Juju's gonna take over that number one role from Antonio Brown. James Washington's gonna take over the two role. He could end up with you know, I only, only had sixteen catches this year, but I think next year he could end up with eighty to eighty five catches for possibly a you know, nine hundred to a thousand yards and eight to 10 touchdowns at his ceiling next year. And if he has that and you're going to get him possibly as the last pick of your draft, if you're drafting now, as the, as the summer goes on, he'll probably move up. You could still probably get him in the ninth or 10th round. I'm loving him at that value there much more than I would tr- want to take Juju in the first round, just based on the value. Cause I can get other players.
1: If Washington has 80 catches, he's going over a thousand yards. Like there, I don't really think with his ability to go vertical, that, that would be a slam dunk. Um, I'm going to play the homer card here and say Tyler Lockett. We saw him take massive steps forward this year and honestly make some insane catches. I just think next year might kind of be the shift where we see the passing game, what it is in Seattle, focus around him. And you're going to be able to get him late. Tyler Lockett's not going to be a guy you have to draft as more than a wide receiver three, and I I think that that's the floor floor for him going into next season. Uh, Tight ends. George Kittle, O.J. Howard, um, the Iowa Duel uh duo of TJ Hawkinson and Noah Fant, Chris Herndon and Austin Safarian Jenkins.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna talk about one that I'm not big on here and that's OJ Howard and uh the biggest reason for that is that with Bruce Arians in there, he does not he is not a tight end friendly coach ever. I know he's he, he's a ever, very yes. No. Yeah, everybody loves his offense and that's great he's a quarterback friendly coach he's a wide receiver friendly coach this is going to be great things for Jameis Winston as we already talked about and for Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and also Humphreys and if Deshaun Jackson decides to stay now that Arians is there it'll be good for all of those but it's not going to be good for OJ Howard or Cameron Brates and coming off that injury I just he's going to go back to what he was in Alabama which is going to be somebody who has maybe 20 or 30 catches a year and is just a massive blocking tight end I don't like this for OJ Howard at all and he's actually now that Arians is there he actually is going down in my rankings as well I had him at four I think he's probably down at about I think I moved him down to eight or nine now
1: yeah and that I mean he could just disappear right like that's within the range of outcomes he could just disappear uh for me it's the guy that I picked which is Austin Safarian Jenkins a two-year deal he's coming back you and I both agree it seems uh, it makes sense it's logical that the quarterback next year ends up being Nick Foles, right?
0: And, uh, yeah, I completely agree. You know, they're going to give him, you know, hundred million for five years or something to bring him in there.
1: No, but truth—I mean, uh, sarcasm aside, I'm, he has—he carries offensive weapons. Like you, you may not think that he's a good quarterback. Whoever, I don't think I agree with that. I, I think he's pretty good, and he—he he does. He pushes the offensive weapons, keeps him relevant for fantasy purposes, and you know that's about all we can ask. So um i'm I'm loving the idea of austin safarian jenkins coming in there and you being able to snag him you know as uh, honestly a mid tight end to low tight end too and i think he'll be a starter week in and week out
0: Uh, i completely agree and i wasn't being sarcastic i actually think they are going to give Foles five years for like 100 and i they'll guarantee like 40 or 50 but i think he's going to get 100 million dollars just because they want to bring him in and he's guaranteed 20 now with philadelphia if they keep him so why wouldn't he you know he's going to go somewhere else and get 100 over five
1: my man All right, buddy, let's mock it up. Ferris and I did this the uh, other week and went through it. We just did round one. I'm going to go a little bit deeper with you, and also we're going to kind of get your spin on it, which is nice. So uh, being the the gentleman that I am, I'm going to give you the first pick in the draft, my friend. Who are you taking with the first pick in our early bullshit mock draft?
0: Well, I know who you're expecting me to take. You're expecting me to take Frank Gore, but I'm actually going to go with Saquon Barkley.
1: Saquon Barkley. And he will be in play for a lot of people. You know, he's, he's one of a couple choices. But uh, Barkley catches the ball, runs the ball. That offense is going to get better. Um, I, they're still going to have a year at Eli Manning, which means they're going to want to give the ball to Saquon Barkley. Uh, I'm, I uh, can't disagree with that pick at all. Because you took Saquon Barkley, um, you're leaving it up to me. Uh, I'm just going to go Todd Gurley. It's easy. Slam, slam slam, dunk, and I'm not worried about the C.J. Anderson thing. I Honestly, I don't even think it would be a bad thing. St- Todd Gurley's still on an ascending offense that right now is headed to the Super Bowl. He's young. He's one of the most explosive backs, in the, and, he, and he still is a volume play, even with Anderson. You know, when Anderson's doing well, he still was doing well. So I'm loving me some Todd Gurley at two.
0: Yeah, he did have a touchdown. He only had four rushes for 10 yards, but he did have a touchdown today. And who knows if C.J. Anderson's actually going to be there next year, well, you know? So,
1: <laughs> or if he's healthy, that's the other thing, right? He he probably is not healthy, probably not all the way back. So,
0: oh yeah, he's not healthy. That's why they sat him out a lot, today, and that's why they brought in C.J. Anderson. So I think going forward, you know, I don't think C.J. Anderson is going to be there. But you know, moving on to my third pick now, since you took C. Uh, sorry, since you took Todd Gurley, the uh, you know running back two there in Los Angeles, I'm going to take the running back one in Carolina. <laughs> oh, and as much bastard. as we didn't, neither of us liked him this year going into it you know we can both say that we definitely missed our target with him I am going to take Christian McCaffrey especially because this is a PPR mock draft at number three
1: yeah and that was who I had listed so had he been there that's who I was taking at number four I'm going to take the man that I think is just as dynamic just as good as Christian McCaffrey and that's Alvin Kamara Saints just now sniffed heading to the Super Bowl didn't get it offense is still going to improve shit you might see Antonio Brown there I mean you can't you don't know Honestly, so they're going to get better. They're going to find um, you know, that outside threat to go along with Michael Thomas and probably a tight end that's worth a damn, I'm telling you. Alvin Kamara again next year is going to be a great play.
0: Yeah, I think he's going to be good. Everybody thought he was going to take a step down in his touchdown. He actually went up. He was at six point five five this year, you know, where last year was at six point four. And everybody thought he was going to go down. He didn't. So you know, going into number five now, I know this is going to be shocking for a lot of people because a lot of people are low on him. I actually think with Cliff Kingsbury being there, he's going to get a lot better next year. I'm going to take David Johnson at number five.
1: Um. Yeah. I. I think. This is kind of one of those, it's too early for me, right? But this is one of those picks, as my next one is, if you feel strongly, you'll have to take him with your first-round pick because if you're picking at five, he's not going to be there at, you know, eight, seventeen, 17, whatever it is, 18. It's just not. So if you want David Johnson on your team, you're going to have to take him, even if it means a little early, and if we're one year removed from him being basically the consensus RB1, yeah? So, um, I have have no real issues with that pick, and especially Kingsbury coming in there. Um, He could absolutely come out and break out similar to um, Todd Gurley, right? Because you remember people writing stories two years ago about Gurley being a rookie. We end up being kind of washed after one year, and he turned it right around. So I have no issue with that. Um, Number six, I'm still going to stay running back heavy. This is what I had mentioned. I I think there'll be some people who think this is a little crazy, and I'm going to take Dalvin Cook. I understand, boy, he does get hurt a lot, but man, when he plays, he is dynamic and he's as good as anybody on the field. I'm going to hope that he can put it together, have a nice offseason, and uh, come back next year and be that stud that we all wanted him to be.
0: Yeah, I do like Dalvin Cook and like I was saying with him and Carson Wentz and Allen Robinson, they all three of them they, they're coming off just coming off the ACL. I think they're gonna all gonna be a lot better next year. I had Dalvin Cook at I believe number twelve this year. I actually have him moved up to about seven or eight starting as my early rankings going into next year. I do think he's gonna have a much better year next year. Then obviously he missed a lot of games this year, but I still think he's going to have a lot better per game average than he did this year. You know, going into number seven, since obviously he's still there, and most people would take him at number two or three. I would have normally thought he'd been gone and would have taken a wide receiver here, but being that he's still there, and I'm going to have to take Ezekiel Elliott at number seven.
1: Yeah, and not a pick we can really complain about, you know. Um, and going back real quick to Cook. He he's the same boat to me as David Johnson. If you want Dalvin Cook on your team, he's going to end up being your first round pick. It's just the way it is. He will not he's not going to be there at twenty. So, or, you know, you're just going to have to make you going to have to pull the trigger early. Zeke locked and loaded at seven. Uh, you know, uh, there's really nothing to say. I mean, he is. He could be a top three pick. This is a PPR league, but he still does catch passes. You're swinging for it. Maybe his ceiling in our eyes is a little bit lower than some of these others. Yeah. So, um, no no issues there. We're going to actually hop over to wide receivers. And, uh, boy, if I knew Antonio Brown was going to be back in Pittsburgh, he would be the pick, but it's not. I'm going to take DeAndre Hopkins at eight.
0: Well, yeah, I actually was thinking about somebody else at eight, but, you know, you can't go wrong with DeAndre Hopkins. He is basically the only one there in Houston. We have to see what happens with Will Fuller, even though he always seems to get injured, and obviously Demaryius Thomas isn't going to be there again either. So it is basically the, uh, you know, D-Hop show. So I don't hate that pick. I would have actually taken somebody else over top of him, and since he's still there at number nine, I am going to take him, and I'm going to take Devontae Adams out of Green Bay because he had a monster year this year, and I just think that Aaron Rodgers is going to come back to life next year with that new offense there, so I'm going
1: to take Devontae Adams at number nine. I like it, and uh, yeah, he was one that I definitely looked at. I think there's three or four receivers I really like that are all kind of in there, and it's just going to depend on what people do here. Uh, Going into number 10, I'm going to take Melvin Gordon. Uh, You know, similar to you and Zeke, Melvin Gordon just gets it done. You know, there's some people that have got issues. He tends to get hurt in the playoffs, so make sure you got whoever his backup is, but Melvin Gordon is, is a fantastic fantasy option for the first 12 weeks of the season, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, he'll get you into the playoffs. You just have to wonder what he's going to do when he gets there, you know, kind of like Andy Reid, unfortunately. So we'll see what <laughs> we'll see what happens there. Number 11, I'm going to go uh, running back again. I'm actually going to go – I'm not a Le'Veon Bell fan because I don't know where he's going to be. So you can't take him this early in the draft, not knowing where he's going to be. But I'm going to take his replacement, and I'm going to take James Conner here.
1: Yeah, James Conner, top five running back for most of the season. Kind of goes uh, – not, not talked about, but he is um... – you know, could be an absolute stud and should be locked and loaded as an RB1 next year. I am going to go back to wide receiver as we end the first round here. And I'm going to take Michael Thomas, who I believe might be the best receiver in the NFL. Uh, an absolute stud in his prime with a great quarterback on an offense that can move the ball. Two Saints make the first round for me. What What do you think about Michael Thomas? And we'll head into round two.
0: Well, you know, I'm a Saints fan, so I love Michael Thomas, and it was almost between him and Devontae Adams for the one and two for me. I would have taken both of them, honestly, myself against DeAndre Hopkins.
1: Just shots. Shots fired all over. Do you see what I deal with here? Unbelievable. All right, yes, no, I understand, I hear you, but I can't do it, man. Um, I'm a Hopkins guy. Love, uh, you know, love me some Michael Thomas. Um, and at this point, it's funny because I'm I'm vacillating between two people that we don't know where they're going to end up. And um, so be that as may, I'm going to go with talent, let talent win out here. And I'm going to go with Antonio Brown, which is the first pick in the second round, which I know that there's talk about him going, but we don't know if it's going to happen. This feels like if he ends up in the same situation or a good situation, this is going to end up stealing.
0: Absolutely, I was hoping he was going to fall one more pick to me. I would have taken him to match him up with his former teammate James Conner. but I do like to I do like to pick there. You have two studs at wide receiver, possibly the two best wide receivers in the game today, and you know. I think that that's going to be great, depending on, like you said, where he goes. If he goes to the Jets, I don't like it as much. Yeah, There's a lot of talk of him. He wants to play in San Francisco, apparently. Uh, we'll have to see what if how Jimmy G comes back from his injury, but I do like him in San Francisco, and I just like that pick because he is talented enough to, no matter where he goes, he can bring a new level to that team.
1: Love it. All right, 14, where are we going?
0: Uh, Well, I have James Conner. You know, we'll see. We'll try and match him up with – I don't really like a whole lot of wide receivers here, but we're going to try and match him up with a wide receiver. And I'm going to go with Julio Jones just because I think that with Dirk Hutter being back there, I know it usually takes a year for Matt Ryan to get into an offense, but he already had Dirk Hutter there for a couple years. So I think he's going to be able to get back to that right away, and it's going to be a great year for him. He finished number two as in the quarterback this year. I think he can at least finish in the top five to seven next year. So I'm going to take his number one receiver and take Julio Jones.
1: Yeah, and um, it's a great pick. I mean, he really is right there with everybody else. Um, you know, I took Melvin Gordon, who got dinged up. And, and so now we get a, we swing for the fences a, a little bit more. This is a guy who, honestly, I think quietly had a phenomenal year. And then, you know, towards the end, there's a little more trouble again, little injuries. But Odell Beckham Jr., when he is right, he is as good and as dangerous as anybody in the league. And he he'll win you fantasy weeks with games.
0: Yeah, he he surely will. It's it is going to be tough. I my biggest concern with him is not actually him. It's just Eli Manning. I just don't like Eli Manning right now. He's at the end of his career. We'll have to see what happens there. But if he can at least pull together one one more solid year, then I really like the Odell Beckham pick there. You know, going to number nine again, going to pairing up with Devontae Adams. You have to see if you want to go zero RB here or if you want to take a wider res- or a running back here. I think I'm going to uh, take a wide receiver here and I think I'll (laughs) uh no actually I'll go with a running back here and as much as I don't like him I think he's he's playing for a contract again he knows that he screwed up this year and he has to do something as much as I would not take him here most likely I am gonna go with uh Leonard Fournette here and take him out at Jacksonville and see what he can do with with uh Nick Foles there
1: yeah um yeah, I don't know. I I don't like Leonard Fournette, so I would never have made that pick. But
0: uh, I don't like. I said I don't like him either. But we'll have to see what. Hopefully, he has some upside for me there in the second round.
1: It could be. It's it's possible. So you're rolling with Devontae Adams and Leonard Fournette. You got the safety in Adams. Let's say that. Let's try to stay positive. DeAndre Hopkins was first pick for this team, as we head right back into it. So I'm staring at DeAndre Hopkins right down the barrel. It's it's starting to. We're falling off a little bit at wide receiver, and you can see that in here. So it comes down to: Do I want to take a running back here? Do I want to? And I'm not. I'm going to take Zeus. I'm going to take Travis Kelsey, the best tight end in the NFL right now.
0: Yeah, that's still a little too high for me to take a tight end, but I do see that. Obviously, like we were saying with some other picks, if you want him, you're going to have to get yes. take him there because he's not going to come back to you in the third round. So you have to whether it be him or Ertz, I don't think either of them would get back to you in the second round and possibly Kittle at this point, which is crazy to say that you're going to have three tight ends taken in the first two and a half rounds, but it could possibly happen this year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so, I mean, it again, just like with Fournette, I probably should have taken Mix in there, but I did take Fournette. But just with Zeus, if you didn't take him there, he's not going to get him. So you have to reach a little bit, knowing that you have 10 picks before it comes back to you. Uh, going to the team that I took Ezekiel Elliott with in the first round, I'm going to try and lock down my uh, backfield here. And I could have taken him before for net as well. And we don't know where he's going to be. uh, And I don't know how good he's going to be behind another offensive line other than Pittsburgh, but I'm going to try and lock down this and have two of who could end up as the top two running backs in the league at the end of next year. And I'm going to take Le'Veon Bell here to pair with Ezekiel Elliott.
1: Ooh, that's a good pick. That was, I had him queued up uh, in my next two, and yeah, it's a good pick. Uh, I, you know, assume he goes to the Jets, they've been able to run the ball. I mean, there's only a handful of teams that are going to be looking at him, and uh, some of them are really intriguing situations, okay? So, uh, I don't think Adam Gase would make the same mistake with Le'Veon Bell that he did with Kenny Andre. I mean, Hall of Famer, one of the best of all time, he, he would get it done. Dalvin Cook was my first pick, and so I, t- I, I take a look at it, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to take another swing for the fences here at running back, and I'm going to take Nick Chubb, who talent-wise I think is every good, every bit as good as almost any running back in the NFL, had some huge runs this year and wasn't even the full-time guy. Nick Chubb could be a monster in the backfield uh, for Baker Mayfield next year.
0: I think I I think he is going to be a monster. I think the only issue we have as him is we have not seen him catch the ball, so we have to see if he can do that, especially this being a PPR league. I probably would have taken maybe a, you know, a Joe Mixon over him just because it's PPR, but I do like Nick Chubb overall better than Joe Mixon because I think that his offense is going to be a lot better in Cleveland than, you know, Mixon's going to have in Cincinnati. So I I do like that pick as well. Uh going forward here, I had David Johnson in the first round. I'm going to go with somebody who we talked about in the other segment of the show that I really like with Bruce Arians actually coming there. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of his, but I do love him this year, and I'm going to go with Michael Evans here to pair up with David Johnson.
1: Yeah, Mike Evans. I mean, he could end up being a really smart pick because you just don't know. You don't know uh, exactly what's going to happen with Bruce Arians, but he does like to – he likes to air it out, right? I mean – uh, that could end up being a guy where we look at it and say, how did he not end up being a top five you know, pick at uh, wide receiver? So uh, I like it. I like the idea of getting Mike Evans there. As we're as we're kind of dabbling down and getting down threes a little more, we get to the running backs, and it and starts getting a little bit more muddy. So I'm actually going to go with Zach Ertz. We talked about earlier, took Alvin Kamara, a guy who just gobbles up receptions, and so does Zach Ertz.
0: Yeah, that's... A great call you know he's a great obviously i watching him in Philadelphia every week you know he broke the record this year for receptions by a tight end obviously Travis Kelsey got it uh, for yardage but we'll see what happens going forward next year George Kittle looks like a great tight end as well and he would possibly be my uh, pick here for my third round or for my number three team because I do have Christian McCaffrey already, who had the most yards up for a running back, and, or excuse me, most receptions for a running back record this year. So we'll see. I could pair him up with the George Kittle and just be monster at two positions. Uh, but I think, you know what, I think I will do that. I was going to go with Joe Mixon here to pair up two PPR tight, uh running backs here to basically close down the running back position. But I think I will go with George Kittle here. I know he, he would come back to me again in the next round, but I think that I'll take George Kittle here just to make sure I get him. Yeah,
1: and that's and that's kind of what you got to do, right? You have to look at it and say, okay, I want George Kittle. I like Mixon, but if I don't get Mixon, will I be okay with Carryon Johnson? You know, or somebody like that. And uh, so, if you feel that way, you got to make that move early. I don't, I don't hate it at all. Um, we're gonna end up my picks here, and uh, you know, I took Todd Gurley a really nice safe pick um, in the first round. You can't really go wrong. And so I'm just going to throw a, a little bit of spice into this, and I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes. It's earlier than I would ever draft a quarterback, but I bet that this is going to be more accurate of what's actually going to happen.
0: Yeah, I agree. I was actually going to take him with my next pick if you didn't. So, you know, I do know how much you like him, though, so I did think he there was a chance he was going to go here. I do like that call because I think that, he is going to—
1: him or Mixon is what it, it came down to, you know?
0: Yeah, and I think that you made the good call here. You know, there are going to be a lot of other running backs there as well and obviously the quarterbacks. They're not exactly, you know, a dime a dozen, but I think he's going to be the he'll be in the top 3 for sure next year. You know that. And you at this point if you're getting a top 3 at that position and it is the highest scoring position even though it's one of the least valuable positions. That's a you know, that's a good thing for your team. So I do like him there. And since you left him there, I, I think I will go with Joe Mixon. And that actually shocks me because we went through the whole two round mock and didn't take, you know, players like AJ Green or somebody like that that you would think would go in the top two rounds or even Adam Feelin or, you know, Stefan so Diggs. Here's
1: the egregious ones that I think we are going to get flack about. Uh, Tyreek Hill, I think that we're going to catch some flack about that. Um, I think that there's a, a decent chance that we, t- we catch flack about Keenan Allen. Um, and, and the wild card would be, that's how you know, this is early. Cause we don't know what's happened with AB because, uh, you know, if he is on, if he's on, uh, a different team next year, Juju Smith-Schuster, I mean, he kind of instantly shoots up into these ranks. Yeah.
0: Oh, absolutely. If, yeah, if. He's if AB's on a different team, I think that there's a chance that Juju might even go before him in the first round somewhere.
1: Yeah, it, it's absolutely possible. I'm going to run through it one more time. Saquon Barkley, Todd Gurley, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, David Johnson, Dalvin Cook, Zeke Elliott, DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, Melvin Gordon, James Conner, and Michael Thomas to end round one. Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, Odell Beckham, Leonard Fournette, Travis Kelsey, Le'Veon Bell, Nick Chubb, Mike Evans, Zach Ertz, George Kittle, Patrick Mahomes, and Joe Mixon. Every time you do a draft, there always are picks that you want back. Okay? You look at it and you say, okay, what you know, I don't really want that one back. Or, you know, I I would do that pick over if I had a chance. Okay. So this is only two rounds. It's not a huge one. But I'll tell you, looking at it now. Um, you know, if, if I had to change a pick, um, going through this, I probably am not taking Travis Kelsey there. I think I would be fine with Zach Hertz two rounds later if he lasted. So, it, you know, I love the Le'Veon Bell pick right after That's probably the route. It's uh, probably the route that I would go, I, you know, Nick Chubb and Travis Kelsey could be on the board and I'm probably taking Chubb and I took him two picks later. Yeah, I would have
0: done that too. And I would have. Uh... No, I wouldn't have taken Lindsey because, you know, he's injured and we don't know what's going to happen. But I would have probably taken Nick Chubb. And I I think my worst pick, honestly, was Leonard Fournette. I think he went way too early. I think he, he should be a third or fourth rounder. You're going to have to take him at the end of the second or early in the third to get him. But I don't love him enough that I would, should have taken him that high in the second round. I probably would have taken Nick Chubb or even, like I said, a Joe Mixon over him in a real draft just because I don't want Fournette on my team.
1: So – Leonard Fournette, Le'Veon Bell, Nick Chubb. You're redrafting again. Rank them.
0: Uh, redrafting again. Uh, ranking them. It just depends on where Le'Veon Bell goes, obviously. Let's say he goes uh, to the Jets. Uh, if he goes to the Jets, I would say uh, Chubb, Bell, Fournette.
1: Nice. Is there a team that you would take Fournette ahead of Bell? Because I don't think there is. It doesn't matter where Bell goes to me. I would just take him ahead of Fournette. That's like how little faith I have in Fournette.
0: It, I think it all depends on what quarterback they have there. I mean, if some if he went to maybe like Miami, I might take Fournette over him. But it's it, you know, like you said, it's very iffy that I would do that. Maybe if he went to Baltimore, and that's just because I think that Jackson would take up so much of that running game. Or maybe maybe Buffalo. But I think if he went to Buffalo, it, it would stop Josh Allen from running so goddamn much.
1: <laughs> I love it. All right, my man. Tell people where they can follow you.
0: Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at EnvisionFF. Uh, you can get my rankings, my early 2019 rankings and my Dynasty rankings at FantasyPros.com. And you can read all my articles at FantasyHotRead.com along with all the other great raiders we have. That's
1: right, FantasyHotRead.com. So you've done your rankings. Frank Gore is the top what running back next year?
0: I don't believe I have him in my top 50 right now because I don't know if he's even going to be playing next year. I think he will because he's kind of like Keith Richards. He never dies. But uh, I don't know where he's going to be, if he's going to be in Miami again, which he probably will if he's playing at all. But, yeah, he's not going to be in my top 50 or 60 or 70, at least right now.
1: The world needs to learn not to sleep on Frank Gore. (laughs) Oh, I agree. (laughs) Attributed to Dom. All right. So have a great one, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Uh, We'll be back soon and uh, be talking a little bit more fantasy football. Until then, take care.